now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea piping hot so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via whatsapp at 324-1612 email tips at caymanmarlroad.com now here's your host sandy hill broadcasting live from the beautiful cayman islands It's 106.1 KISS FM, K-Man's Best Variety, Roxette, The Look. It's a good song. Mm. All right, let's get the, the news headlines. Swedish yeah, band. that's right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. What's up, Sandy? Hello. Hello. Good morning, guys. Good, good morning, morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday, part one. Part one. That's right. <laughs> free Friday uh, celebration. Yes. yes. Yeah, the pre the pre Friday party. Don't forget tomorrow when you come on the show, you need to have an old school throwback song. I'm, I'm thinking about it already. Okay. I got, got my brain cells working. All right. All right. What's happening? So you guys are not going to believe this. Shocker. Aaron, you put your goat mount on me. 
Uh, when you asked me, I think it was yesterday, if I was blocked on YouTube, guess what? Oh, no. Are you I'm blocked, blocked on YouTube? YouTube. I'm yes. sorry. I didn't mean to. What did you do? <laughs> I didn't mean to. And it's so stupid. Apparently, um, yesterday, as you guys know, was the first parliamentary segment. Uh -huh. They have actually taken down my video, the parliament, just restreaming what they have up. And they <laughs> claim that it is it goes against their policy on spam, deceptive practices, and scams. I cannot make this up. Does. YouTube does. No, the parliamentary... Um, session from yesterday wait they won't so like this you is let me show you guys on the screen this is what i why i got blocked according to <laughs> according to youtube because that video violates their policy and yeah. spam deceptive practices and scams How now so? maybe youtube knows something about our parliament that we don't know yeah i mean maybe it is spam i don't know what is the i mean deceptive spam? practices government and deceptive huh? practices i'm like hmm Mm -hmm. YouTube has got some psychic powers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's so weird. But it is, it is really unbelievable. I'm like, what? But that would have to be someone reporting you. I have no clue. I yeah. don't even know. Because YouTube can be really funny. I think they have some different AI in the background mm -hmm. um, that picks up on certain things. But I don't know. And I have not had a warning at anything on YouTube since September of 2019. So I'm like, darn, the second we mentioned it this week, and how many yeah. parliamentary sessions have we not aired before? Like, it's just really weird. You never so know somebody's uh, going to get excited over it. I mean, for, for how many years were we on X1071? Yeah. And, 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 and all, all the, the crazy stuff, that we, stuff that we did and said. And the one thing that, that somebody was upset over is we had Astrologer Dawn on our show. Yeah. <laughs> because, and tarot cards yeah. or something. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah. By the way, she's on today. Yes, she's she's on still. She's on every day. <laughs> Work. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. I'm just well, like so. So now you have to appeal to yes. YouTube and kind of try to get through to anyone there. Yeah, like a real person. So How yeah, I've, I've appealed it. Um, you know, as this is headline news here, but as you guys know, yesterday, um, the PAC government delivered their strategic policy statement. Basically, what they're going to be focusing on um, between you know 2022 and 2024 you know, the bulk of their um, tenure. So yeah, YouTube actually took that video down. Wow. wow. I'm think? sorry. I, I, I placed that on it's you. It's crazy. So it what really we is crazy. Anything in the video that was interesting? I Listen, I tuned out after McKeever Bush was going on and on in the beginning. That's probably the reason what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> About all these standards. And, yeah. YouTube's you know, on to them. Yeah. yeah, holding everybody accountable. YouTube's like, mm, that sounds like deceptive practices to me. They're probably right. <laughs> yeah. so you got any, uh, what are the headlines today? What do we got? So, um, right. So, you know, Works has closed um, unexpectedly. Why is that? Work, Works. Yeah, uh, why? Work, yeah. Immigration. Yeah, yeah. Work. Why is that? Uh, sewage issue. Oh. Can't make yeah. it up. I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> they, they, they can't work from. Like, they didn't say why, but of but course, as you guys know, um, we we have our sources. Apparently, the sewage was spilling over in the hallway. Okay, well, the training rooms and stuff. Uh, that's gross, and yeah. that's yeah. a reason to not go to work for sure. Yes. <laughs> so um, they had I'll to clog the toilet again every morning. <laughs> that guy that... goes in there and clogs the damn toilet. Isn't it the old Walker's building? Is that why they left? <laughs> 
Yeah. I don't know. What, maybe it, maybe it, they left them a special prize or something. Yeah. I don't know. By the way, I'd like to point out but, this um, a, a CMR mug that I'm holding. Oh, my. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Hey, yes. On, well, listen. Well, Yesterday was crazy. I was really. Can you show your logo there? Oh, yes. We're, we're... Oh, I was really. Yeah. Uh, I, I know, right? I've, I've got one right here with my little pocket socket and everything ready for you guys. <laughs> oh, okay. For your phone, yeah. Uh, oh, but, um, okay. I thought you said something. Yeah, I, uh, I got to be honest. Yes, oh, I was I so busy. Would be. um, because yeah. I was running around um, trying to get coats for the car repair, and it was just a crazy day. Yeah. But so, today. Yeah. You gotta I get will be by. Hey, yesterday I saw something. Uh, maybe, maybe you know what it what it was. It was, it was obviously a fire somewhere, and it looked like it was coming from like the the airport area. And I was like, "Wow, that's that's weird." I hope it's not like a plane on fire or something. But when I got to the airport, it, it looked like it was way down, like maybe where the gun club is or something. Did you see the black smoke at all? Anybody know what that was? No. That's yeah, could have been just someone burning like. It like was around. Bushes. It was around lunchtime. It was a yeah. lot of smoke. It was. Oh. Like, I thought first. I thought the dump was on fire again, but it, clearly it was. It it was from the direction of the airport. Hmm. And then when I got over there, it was. Hmm. It wasn't. I wasn't the airport, but it was somewhere back in the bush. Nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet I know what it was. Yeah, that's, that's I, I I I just it just came to me. Uh, you know what's down there? What is the uh, the fireman's training area? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but, so you're telling me that do they make fires to get practice and how to put them out? But it was an awful lot of smoke. I, oh. I mean, you wouldn't have been able to land a plane probably. There was oh. so much you black so? smoke. Yeah, well, it's not like we really have planes coming maybe, in and out. Well, maybe something <laughs> well, got maybe, out of control there. Maybe they weren't doing planes at that time, so they were <laughs> able to do a big, a big controlled fire. Yes, we have a drill. fireman's training area where we set things on fire, lots of smoke, next and to next to the next to the firing the gun range. Yeah, which is right next to the end of the runway. Where I planes mean, with people fly. I get it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Mm, Anything else happening, Tammy? Uh, yeah. So, no, we're going to just be talking about a little bit of COVID um, things here because obviously, you know, the longer people wait to get vaccinated, the longer we will not be able to open our borders. So, mm -hmm. we're going to talk about that. Are there, um, I, I haven't heard, you know, a big push lately for, you know, you know, the vaccination clinic. Is it still at the airport? Is it, where is it now? Yes, they're still, their schedule's still up. Um, they're okay. kind of all over between the airport. And um, I think the other day they even had one in West Bay. So I, I think they got to keep, you know, reminding people um, that yeah. they are indeed still at it. Well, and I know that people were um, having, were, I, I read some people saying they, they couldn't get to the clinic with the hours that they mm. posted up, which... Um, then I saw someone hours. else post up that you can just call the HSA and they'll, they do have a number where you can kind of make arrangements. So if you really do want to get it, instead of mm. making an excuse saying, oh, well, I can't get there, call HSA and they'll make, yeah. they'll make a plan for you. So. Hmm. Someone right. just said to remind you guys that pilots, um, are trained in zero visibility. So even with not for landing, even, you know, their, their, their <laughs> instrument flying, so I'm they can land theoretically. Planes, yeah. So yeah, I'm a pilot. Not not for landing. <laughs> no, I would say that uh, Kobe Bryant would disagree. Too. Oh my yeah. god, oh. that was such a sad situation. Oh, seriously, like on the anniversary every year, it's going to be a hard one for me. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. All right, yeah. Sandy, catch uh, CMR kicking off right, right now, and we'll Have see you tomorrow one. for the Friday show. All right. Awesome. Take All right, care. See you later. Have a good day. Bye. You too. All right, folks. That's Blake and Aaron on uh, 
KISS 106.1. Ooh, they said they're going to have their psychic lady on there today. Ooh, I'd love to have her in the show one day, see what she's going to tell us. Um, so yeah, uh, YouTube has blocked us. <laughs> it's just really bizarre. I don't quite understand it, to be honest. Um, but they claim that this is what we got. Your content was removed due to a violation of our community standards. Your channel has one strike. Apparently, that's all it takes. Like, YouTube is so serious. They're not like Facebook. Like, they don't even give you a warning. Facebook would have been like, I'll give you a warning. So now they've blocked us for an entire week. So we can't do anything on YouTube for an entire week if I don't win this appeal. And then if there's a second strike, it's like two weeks. Um, it's one of the reasons why, to be honest, I don't really put a whole lot of stuff on YouTube. Like, I, I honestly... I'm a fan of YouTube as a viewer, but I'm not a fan of YouTube as a content um, uploader kind of thing because their rules are so ridiculous. So this is over um, the live stream that we did yesterday with the CIG feed, which I bet you that that feed is still up on their page. As a matter of fact... Let me go to their, let me go to their thing, right? Because if they're going to penalize us for something and the original feed is actually up, it's like, are you kidding me? I bet you their feed is up. Let's just have a look. Of course it is. Parliament from yesterday. So that's what we get in trouble for. Um, this has got to be some really stupid um, artificial intelligence. Like, I don't know what this is. But uh, there you have it. I don't know what it was about this, but they claim that it is it violates their policy and spam, uh, deceptive practices, and scams. Huh. You guys figure that one out. I mean, I don't even know what that means in relation to the parliamentary proceedings yesterday, except... Um, maybe they were listening to the speaker as well, because a lot of us were listening to the speaker and shaking our head. Let's see. Um, it is a little bit interesting. Like I say, we have showed quite a few of these before. And uh, quite frankly, never had this issue. So I don't know what was said yesterday. Now, he was trying to lay out the rules of um, the parliament. And I think he went a little bit overboard because there were those of us who were listening to him. Uh, and shaking our head like, what is he talking about? Like, legit, we were confused. You know, when you try to be the person that is going to set the standard for um, virtue, like you're, you're going to be the one who's going to be virtuous and set all the rules and enforce the rules. It is beyond ironic that uh, you are not a rule follower yourself and the pot calling the kettle black perhaps or even worse just absolutely shocking um 
else is messaging me. And they're like, they don't even understand that. <laughs> they're like, I don't understand why you'd be blocked. And I'm like, hey, your, your guess is as good as mine. I have no clue. I do not understand. <laughs> I, I, I'm just here scratching my head just like everybody else. Ay, ay, ay. What a mess. When you are, um, you know, at the mercy of other people, such as YouTube, you carry your content, I suppose, this is certainly one of the things that you can expect to happen. What what can I say? I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I, we've appealed it. Um, so, you know, the biggest thing regarding the appeal is, listen, the original content is still up. Like, are you guys really serious right now? So you pull down our restream and the original content remains live. That's just stupid. You know what? This is what I'm going to do. <clears throat> you know, when I'd be appealing stuff, I'd be like, your rules make no sense. You guys are ridiculous. Um, you know, if they block government, then I could understand. But if you're not going to block the source, how can you block us? It just doesn't make any sense. But yeah, like I said, I'm always hesitant. We actually have over 3,000 subscribers now on YouTube, which is, yeah, I guess it's okay. It's not like we have a million or anything, but there are a lot of things that I simply do not um, put on YouTube. <coughs> Sorry, because of this very same reason. They're just very weird. So I've got a little bit of a sore throat this morning. Like I feel like I need to be careful. I might be coming down with something. And it's weird because I'm in the process of taking antibiotics. I'm kind of like, hmm, why is my throat sore? Washing my hands extra. A lot of people have been getting sick. Have you guys noticed a lot of people have been getting like a cold or flu or something? I've heard that a lot of people have not been well. So um, I am uh, washing my hands extra, um, you know, obsessively now because I felt this kind of last night. I was tired and I went to bed early and um you know, I just kind of fell asleep, put my daughter to bed. And then when I got up at midnight, I'm like, hmm, my throat is a little bit sore. So I'll have some tea a bit later on today. I like to try to drink water first thing in the morning because I know I don't drink enough water. So good morning, Irvlin. Good morning, Morna. Karen is here. Marshall is here. Hello, Louis. 73 degrees Fahrenheit and partly cloudy with a light wind in Detroit. Uh, good morning to you, Larry. How are you? Happy Thursday. Don, good morning. Uh, he's sitting here with his new CMR mug to hear the latest. Yeah, Don, I love it. Uh, in New York, it's 90 degrees and humid. Alice, buenos dias. David joining us. Oh, he came back yesterday. Welcome back home, David. He's in quarantine. Now, are you able to do, tell us, David, are you able to do five-day quarantine? Like, did you do the whole... I am vaccinated in the UK thing, or are you not vaccinated? So you're doing the full two weeks or 10 days. 
Siobhan, good morning. Miss Julie is here. Good morning. Carson, what's up? Jamelia um, says, I saw that the other day. I was wondering what it was. Saw what? What did I miss? Uh, good morning, Kay. Irvlin says, could be training how to use the fire. Oh, the fire. Got it. I don't know. I, I didn't see it. I didn't really hear anything about it. So I'm guessing it was probably nothing major. Juanita um, says it could be, Irvlin says it could be training. Instrumental flight rules. Thanks, Louis. Rohan, good morning. Francisco says witchcraft. What's witchcraft? Um, YouTube and their policies. <laughs> eh, what a hot mess. Anyway, I'm sorry to the YouTubers. I do know a lot of people do watch us on YouTube, um, especially if they're at work and maybe work has Facebook blocked, but not YouTube. So um, you guys will just have to watch it later on in, on Facebook. Kind of sucks, but uh, we've appealed it. We'll see what happens. Um, hopefully they've got people working overtime that can even hear our appeal. So um, big shout out to Melanie. Melanie Sims, how are you? Good morning to you. I know sometimes she tunes into the program. Anybody know Melanie? Tell her right now, CMR is talking about her. She'd be like, what? Let me go listen. Um, Melanie came over the other day. You know, she has a daughter and I have a daughter and they're somewhat close in age. My daughter's, um, I think, a year and a bit older than hers. Anyway, sometimes they have play dates and stuff, right? It's a little PK. She's so cute. Um, she, they came over, I think it was week before last. And I was telling Melanie about the struggles of this natural hair situation. And Melanie says, girl, I can help you. Now you see, this is why you need girlfriends from all walks of life. She's like, let me give you some tips on how to control this hair now that it's going to be natural. And she's like, oh, girl, you're going to have some nice wavy curls um, because that's the natural state of things. And I said, all right, well, it'd be kind of fuzzy and frizzy and all over the place. So she's like, you just got to add a little bit, bit of like moisture, like just wet it in the mornings. And, you know, that'll help it to kind of stay in place a little bit and put just a little bit of holding gel. And so in case you haven't noticed the last couple of days, it hasn't been entirely crazy. You have Melanie Sims to thank for that. So big shout out to Melanie. Appreciate it. Vernita, good morning. Good morning to Miss Anne Marie. Miss Bonnie's watching. Mallory says, What's happening? Can't see the video um, on YouTube or here. Mm. Sue, how was the birthday? Sue's beautiful daughters are wishing her happy birthday. And tons of people. I saw it all over uh, Facebook. Good morning, Miss Anne. Uh, joining us from the Brack. Brandon is here. Olivia, thank you. Maria Carson says, I want my mug, please. Oh, Carson, thank you for reminding me. So, okay, folks, we have a location for the mugs. Originally, I was going to just leave them by my aunt's place, which is kind of right off of Walker's Road and convenient. And then I thought, oh, my God, so many of you are going to be going there. She is in her 70s. She might actually legit be inundated <laughs> with too many people. Um, so I've left them at another location in Dorsey Place. So take out your pens. Write down the address. If you want to WhatsApp me, I will actually send you 
the little, you know, you can ping the location. I can send that to you. Um, Cayman Gold is joining us. Uh, thank you so much. Perla, Darina. So Carson, ooh, David's only doing five days. That means he's vaccinated, folks. Good for you, David. So yeah, so here's the thing. Take down your pen. Dorsey Place. Do you know where Dorsey Place is? You know where Subway is an industrial park. That little strip of warehouses, that's called Dorsey Place. Not a lot of you didn't know that. But you got Subway in the corner. So most places, people know where Subway is. Across from them is, um, what's it called now? Um, home Gallery. Uh, it was Home and Office. Now it's, is it Home Gallery or... Oh, gosh, I can't remember their proper name. But um, yes, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Home, home. They, they sell like appliances. They have a little bit of furniture too, believe it or not. But they do like a lot of appliances and stuff. Um, so anyway, in that plaza, which is right across from them, that's Dorsey Place. So you just go in there. The first building is uh, where Subway is. And then the second set, right? So there's a physical break between the buildings. Unit number three, it's right next door to pools by us. By the way, if you're looking for a pool, like you wanna build a pool, you've got a pool and you're having issues with your pool, construction, repairs, whatever, pools by us, they're the experts. Brand source, thank you, Dion. I couldn't remember what the new name was. <laughs> so right across from Brand Source is Dorsey Place. Go in there, second building on the right, unit number three. Now there's a little bit of construction going on in that unit. So right by the door, I've left, I left two cases of mugs yesterday. I'm gonna go back today and top that up because they may all be gone. So do not delay in going to get your mugs because once this batch is done, we're gonna be looking at some other merch and um, chances are the merch is gonna start coming with a price you're gonna pay for. Now I know y'all don't mind paying because enough of you have messaged me and said, Ooh, I'm happy to pay. Just tell me where, how much I need to pay and whatever. Um, so yes, uh, you can get that. I'm going to send, I've sent a few people the location this morning. So just make sure that um, you go get yours. Hmm. Yes. You know what I was doing last night? I started to clean out my contacts list. Now my phone has so many contacts in it that the car no longer syncs all the contacts because it's like you've got too many. Now I think what happened, it's not that I have that many. Well, I do have a lot. But what really happened is that um, recently we did some switching of devices and upgrading of phones and Normally, I just leave all that stuff to the tech expert. That's what my husband's here for. I'm like, here you go, honey, you do it. And there seems to have been some kind of confusion with the iCloud accounts because iCloud has pulled, like from my Roque phone, which is a totally separate phone, they have actually pulled contacts onto the CMR phone, which is the one that you kind of reach me more directly on. And so I've got a lot of duplications there which is super frustrating. So I have been going through my phone and you can do this um, through iCloud. So if you're an iPhone user, here's a little bit of tech uh, knowledge for you. 
you can actually go through and um, delete people, like multiple people, because if you do it from your phone, it's like one, 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 one kind of thing, right? So you can actually go into your phone and um, delete multiple people from your phone. So here's one. I got to Jay's so far. I still got a whole lot to go through. Jacqueline Carpenter, RCIPS media officer. I'm guessing since she hasn't worked for them for a while, that number probably doesn't work anymore. Although, let me check and see. Maybe they've reallocated it. Let's see. 936. We're going to check it out. Uh, 2990. So some people, I just don't even know who they are. And so I'm like looking at this number and this name. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know who this person is. And, uh, you know, those are the ones that are definitely getting deleted. So my other rule is if I haven't spoken to you or WhatsApp to you in like a year, clearly you do not need to be um, in my contacts. Jacqueline. Let me see. So I'm doing a mass, mass cleanup essentially. If you, if you're in my contact list and you kind of get a message from me and it's like, you're like, who, who, what? That's just what it is. I'm just going through and deleting a bunch of people. Um, some people, I honestly don't know who they are. Now here's one that's funny. It says jailhouse contact. Cause y'all be calling me from jail and I don't even know your name. <laughs> I just know that you're a jailhouse contact. Uh, yeah, they keeps me up to date with what's going on in jail. So that's how I have that one saved. Um, like I have two here for James Anglin. I don't even know which one is the correct number. So I feel like, you know what, delete both. He's not someone that I would probably speak to often. So if I need it again, I can eh, try to track it down. So yeah, I'm cleaning up one phone with um, hopes that I can legit get rid of, um, you know, a lot of duplications and so on. I just have one person saved as Jan, no last name. I hate those. Like you don't have a last name. You don't really know who the person is. Jan, Jean. I'm just like, I don't even know who these people are. So delete, delete, and delete. So a lot of times, you know, people reach out to me uh, sort of as a one-off situation, seeking advice or whatever. If it's an ongoing conversation, I might actually save their number. But legit, if I've not spoken to you in a year, I think it's time for you to go. And then there are those of you who have more than one phone. And so I need to merge those contacts together. Like here's a Jason, and he actually has uh, multiple phone numbers. So I can just edit this and put those into one singular contact instead of having him save twice, All right? A lot of Jasons in my phone. I have Jason, 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 another Jason with the moving company. I don't even know who this Jason is, but anyway, we've got that Jason, Jason H, another Jason, Jason from Lime, J. Ugh, tons of uh, tons of contacts. So yeah, I'm gonna go through and delete a bunch of people today. Don't take it personal. 
There's one candidate that didn't get in. She didn't do anything anyway. So delete. Sorry. Uh, you were not a force to be reckoned with. So you definitely don't need to be in my contact list. Jeff, there's tons of Jess and Jeffrey and Jeffrey, E-R-Y and R-E-Y. And yes, um, most of that one, I have no clue who that is. So anyway, that's what I'm doing, deleting a bunch of people. Mm. Now, I don't want to accidentally delete anyone who is in the CMR group. So I'm trying to be careful uh, with those. Because sometimes the only reason you're here is because you've asked to be in the news group and you know how um, the phone WhatsApp system is. Need to actually add you to um, Jermaine. Why do I have two numbers for Jermaine? I don't know which one is correct. So, um, yeah, I need to add you in order to add you to the list. So, So that will be a laborious process. But I think it'll be great once it's completed. So good morning to Stephanie. I've got lots of Stephanie's in my phone book as well. Um, yes. All right. Yeah. Melanie was actually listening live. She said she wants her mug. Yes, girl. Um, Tracy from Canada. Beverly, good morning. David says everyone should prepare themselves at airports. London and Cayman. This process takes much longer. Make sure your PCR test and vaccination record are up to date. Child, I told you I'm not traveling anytime soon. Um, good morning, Miss Joy. Did you hear how to get your mug? I'm going to send that to you. Buenos dias, Elizabeth. Miss Janet is here. Miss Janet, I've not forgotten you, by the way. I uh, will be going, I'm hoping to get to you maybe between today and tomorrow. I won't say absolutely today because I think today is going to be a little bit crazy as well. I've got a couple meetings and stuff. Dacia, Emma, Miss Sue says her birthday was fabulous. I'm very spoilt and blessed. Oh, girl, that's so wonderful to say that. Mm-hmm. Carson is going to go get uh, his mug. So someone should be there. Let me just double check with Odell. I think um, someone should be there around 9 o'clock. So... Um, Miss Jackie, good morning. Yes, go grab a mug. Mm -hmm. Perla's off to work. Um, Ellen says, don't merge them. Child, I'm just deleting people. Forget about merging. I'm just like, delete. Delete and delete. Uh, yes, Shell. Um, 
Big shout out to Refresh. Yes, you can go and, um, you know, Refresh is a company that offers home care services. So you can actually go and um, get all sorts of things done, power washing and so on. So they actually have a July and August special, folks, in case you're looking to get your place uh, power washed. This is the time to do it. Way ahead of the holidays. Get an early start. And they actually have a 25% off discount at this time. So they're working hard. They can get it all cleaned up for you. I see some pictures here that look very nice of their work. So check them out. Here's their contact information. Um, there you go. So roof cleaning and power washing of residential and commercial properties. So they will get it all done. The gutters, the sidewalks, the exterior of the building, sanding and painting. If you got decks that are peeling off, you need to refresh your walkway and driveway. Give them a little jingle and they will get you sorted out. 326-2094 or 321-4230. All right, um, that's refresh for you. Carson, uh, yes, let me see, where was I? Oh, Cyril, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can save them all on your computer and then clean up the phone. Eh, listen, the bottom line is if I really haven't spoken to you in a minute, I don't think I need to save you anywhere. <laughs> there is this clutter sometimes that I feel like we get into with information and um, just like contacts. Like I probably need to go clean out my Facebook contacts too, like all my Facebook friends. Cause I think that's some ridiculous number into the thousands. And a lot of those people, I don't know either, Chow. They send me an invite, I'm like, eh, okay, whatever. I'm a little bit more liberal with who I accept on Facebook because a lot of times um, I know people are trying to reach me for like news stories or whatever. Um, Carson says if I delete uh, him, I'm going to get put in Facebook jail again. Oh, Lord, no. 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 Um, now... If I've blocked you, that's a whole different situation. There's very few people that get blocked, but child, some of y'all be a little bit crazy. So um, I do on occasion block people because um, I just don't want to hear from you, not at all. And that's my prerogative. You know, you got a right to block people. All right, so the cleanup is underway. Be, be forewarned. If you think you might get deleted because we haven't chatted in a while, just say hello so that I know who you are. And here's the other thing. If you've joined the, um, the news, the WhatsApp news group at some point, and you know things happen, you change a phone number, you um, don't want the news anymore, maybe you want to quiet your life, then shoot me a quick message and say, hey, just you can remove me. That'll save me the trouble of having to figure out 
where you've gone or whatever. Shannon, why are you in the hospital? What's going on? So you guys know that Shannon suffers with, I don't know exactly the name, but it's some sort of a respiratory lung um, disease or disorder that is an ongoing issue for her. And uh, that's why she supports people going out there and getting um, vaccinated because it helps to protect people like her. Now, I don't even know, can you get the vaccine, Shannon? Or are you in that group that probably shouldn't get it? But Shannon needs to be protected. And the only way she can be protected from something like COVID is for um, the rest of us to get vaccinated and protect her from community transmission. It's like a circle, folks. You know, sometimes you put a barrier around someone or something that cannot be protected in any other way. So every single one of us who um, can get vaccinated, we owe an obligation to those who cannot to try to protect them. And this is why this whole vaccine hesitancy thing is like, I don't even know what to say about it. Oh, and you know, I was really hoping I could have brought some mugs to the BRAC when I was there this weekend, but shall they didn't get delivered till afterwards, but I will save some for the BRAC crew. Definitely. Um, Natasha said, if you had a Samsung, it would do it for you. Every six months, my phone deletes the numbers, not the individual contacts. If you haven't called or received a call from the person, really? Hmm. I don't know if I want it automatically doing it though, because there are some people that I may not speak too often, but I do want to save the number just in case. You know what I've realized? There's a lot of people in my contact list who are deceased. Now, isn't this weird? Let me ask you this question. Once someone dies, do you immediately remove them from like a Facebook contact or on your phone? Mm. I've had people who've been dead for a while. They're still on my phone. And I think it's weird because sometimes I look at the contact like, okay, I have one person. They died, uh, I think it was last year. And I came across their name and because they are a close, they were a close person. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to delete them yet. Like I can't quite bring myself to delete them, which is weird because obviously you're not going to be messaging a dead person. Although Miss Jan uh, in Tampa, she had this really quirky story. I'm going to share this with you guys because when I saw this yesterday, this kind of made me think about life and when people who are close to us die. Um... kind of how you, we all deal with things a little bit differently, right? So Miss Jan posted on her, this is Janet Lawrence. So she lives in Tampa. She posted yesterday this story that kind of was a little bit of a heart tugger, you know? So she said um, that her, let me just save this. Come on, show you guys this. Her husband who passed away, I think it's been over a year now, but sometimes she still messages him on his phone, which is, I think, just a coping mechanism, you know? And she's been doing this occasionally. I'm going to show you what she posted up so you guys can see it. So she's been doing this occasionally. She says, I have to share this crazy yet funny story with y'all. Since Bill's passing, 
I have randomly set text as number. And I know it's crazy, so no judgment, please. But it finally happened. My phone rang and I looked at it and it was his number. Now that's gonna be creepy, right? You text a deceased person, then all of a sudden, sudden the number's calling you. Like for a split second, you know, in your head, you're like, oh, what the heck? Um, and she says, my heart literally stopped. I answered it and on the other, on the other side was the sweetest lady. And she told me that she's been getting um, all of my texts from my number ever since she got that number. And she just wanted to let me know that I had the wrong number. I told her that used to be my husband's number and he had passed away. I have sometimes, I told her that sometimes I have to talk to him and I will text him like I used to when he was here. She said, honey, you just made my day. I lost my husband five years ago and I wish I'd thought of that. I would have probably saved thousands of dollars in therapy. And then she says, you can text him anytime you want. Isn't that just the sweetest thing? Oh my God. That is so heartwarming. But it does make me wonder, why not just keep the number? Mm, I don't know how that works. Like there's all, all these sorts of different rules. Like when someone dies to take down a Facebook account, there's a process of how you notify Facebook. And, you know, because we all leave an imprint all over the place um, in terms of social media, online presence and whatever. And so, yeah, sometimes those things don't necessarily die with you. So Shannon confirms that she has been uh, vaccinated since May. That's good. Carol says, I still have my mom and dad's phone number and I cannot bring myself to delete them. It's too final, which I know is silly, but still can't do it. I understand though, because like yesterday when I saw this particular person in my phone, I was like, no, don't delete them. I'm deleting people who's still alive, Joe, but I can't delete the dead. Go figure. But yes, I think it's like the act of deleting them. You know that they're obviously not here, but somehow the act of deleting them makes you feel like it is done, which I mean, you know, they're gone, but yeah. So Anne says the same thing. She's got people on her phone who passed on and she cannot delete them. Good morning, Miss Iva. Yes, we're all praying for Shannon to get well. I'm glad at least you can sit back and watch us. Um, Wanda says, I wish I'd kept voice messages from my parents just to hear their voice. Aw. Yeah. You know, we are so much more fortunate than generations before us because we've got photos, we've got videos a lot of times of our loved ones and of people that we can keep. Alba, buenos dias. You know, um, speaking of videos and photos and stuff of the dead, remember there was a time when photography, this is when photography was just coming in, it was so rare to be able to get a photo of someone that the only time you actually had a photo of someone is when they were dead. Cause that was like a splurge. Like, you know, you're going to get a casket and all those other things. And so you do a photo. And so there's a whole book and a whole genre of photos of dead people. And they would try to make them prop them up and make them look like they're still alive. So they would take like a posing photo. Like it wasn't necessarily a photo in the casket. It was more um, a photo, you know, of them sitting in a chair, but they're deceased. But that was the only memory that you had of those people and what they looked like. 
So Gabby says, I sometimes post my brother's um, Facebook page just saying I miss him and thinking of him. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So Shannon explains a little bit more about her illness. She has a lung disease. It's genetic. So both Kimanian parents carried the gene for the disease. Wow. Even though they themselves didn't have it. Um, I said to my specialist in North Carolina that I was the only person on island with the disease. And he said, well, it will show up again because it's in the gene pool. Mm. Then strangely enough, I learned that another Caymanian child has the same disease. Uh, there was one other Caymanian guy from West Bay that had the disease, but unfortunately he died after Ivan. Wow. You know, um, genetics can be a very funny thing. It can pass one generation or multiple generations. And then all of a sudden it will just spring up. There's certain things that people can be a carrier for, so they won't actually have the disease itself, but they do carry the gene. And then if they, it depends on, on the disease, because sometimes like if a mother's a carrier, she's definitely going to pass it on. There's one, I want to say it's hemophilia. I could be wrong, but I think if a, if a mother has the hemophilia gene, that she only passes it on to like sons or something really weird. So genetics is just really like it's a whole entire science, but to us, it's kind of like a little bit bizarre, but sometimes parents can only pass it on to like the X or the Y chromosome, not, not both necessarily. And yeah, sometimes if they're a carrier for something, then, you know, um, it is what it is. So uh, Jerrion says her son passed away. I'm so sorry this year, and I will never delete the message. I got another phone. I transferred the message just in case. I was going to tell you about that, Jerry, and because um, many, many years ago, there's a young lady that I used to work with at Maples, and her brother died uh, quite tragically in a car accident. This man coming up again? Why, why all of a sudden do I have Makiva in my head? I think I hit the unpause button on that video from yesterday. Shall we going to talk about that hot mess in a second? I do want to listen to a little bit of his speech. Not to bore you or belabor the point, but y'all know that we were all like, Mr. Bush, what are you talking about? Seriously. The pot calling the kettle black or not even. <sighs> um, I was going to say to Jerrion's point, it's a good idea to back up those things if you really want to preserve them. Because many years ago, I worked with a young lady at Maples and her brother tragically passed away in a car accident. And every day... She was a little bit obsessed with her brother. Every day um, she would call and listen to his voice notes. And I think about a year or two later, the voice, his voice, it was his, um, like his recording. Like when you called his phone, that's what she was listening to. So this is way back in the day when we were talking like Blackberries or whatever, well over 10 years ago. And um, Flo reprovisioned his number or something or deleted it. And so his voicemail got purged and oh my God, she lost it. I think Flo actually had to like give her some money just to calm her down to help settle the matter because she was really, really upset about that. And so you should know that unless you keep the number and you, you know, top it up or whatever, put it on your account, numbers do get reused and reprovisioned. And so if you want to keep a number of someone who's passed away, you want to keep voice messages or whatever, 
you've got to find a way um, to save those because phones and phone systems have a way over years of just purging that sort of thing. So Miss Iva also says that she has her late husband's number still in her phone. And he passed away 14 years ago and that she calls it every now and then just to hear his voicemail. Wow. The voicemail is still working. Girl, record that voicemail because one day it might disappear, especially if you don't have the number. If somebody else gets it, then they'll clear everything off. You see? Um, thank you, Maria. Everybody's wishing um, Shannon a speedy recovery. I think Shannon's disorder kind of flares up every once in a while. Judy, good morning. So some of you asking why you're not on the... Um, on the WhatsApp list. Now, Stephanie, are you sure you're not on the list? Hmm. So, um, that's strange. It should be. Now, let me tell you something about, I know today's Thursday and sometimes we do a little tech stuff on Thursday. So let me tell you something about WhatsApp that a lot of you may not know. So since we, our lists are notification lists, um, and this is an opt-in list. So if you have an opt-in, then, you know, we don't just randomly add you kind of thing. But if you, yeah, I see what's going on. But girl, you're still on the list, you know. You're still here. You're still here. You're getting all the messages, girl. So what happened, um... If you don't save the number, so some people message me like, oh yeah, add me to the list. But then they don't save our number uh, on their phone. So what WhatsApp does, and I think it's because it's a notification list, they um, will not. Yes, Stephanie, you've been getting stuff up until yesterday. They will not. Um allow those notification messages to come through to you. So you know how you have the little single check mark, which means that it's been sent. And then you have the double check mark in WhatsApp, which means that it's been delivered. So it will actually never show that it's been delivered unless you save the CMR number. So make sure that you save it. Oh Lord, something going on here now by A.L. Thompson's again. Or oh, Jehovah, that intersection is just crazy. So make sure that you save the number because then you'll get the notification list. So Miss Iva, you are definitely on the list, girl. Um, the other thing to know about the WhatsApp list. Oh, wait a minute. No, you're not. Erks. Ooh, let me hurry up and add you, child. Oh gosh, I thought you were. All right, let me add you. We have more than one list because there's a lot of people. Uh, so let me add you in, my friend. See, like I have all these numbers that have no names or just like numbers at the bottom. So I think those are people who are no longer. Um, here's Danny. Although he's been reading them up to yesterday, which is weird. Okay. Anyway, um, I shall add you to the list. Kevin, I will add you as well. All right, so on the list, you get everything that goes up on the website. You get all the social media postings. So if you're not a person that's used to a lot of messages, I should warn you, you do get everything. And then sometimes you get some exclusive tidbits of information as well um, in terms of 
Um, hmm, Sandra, why are you not saved in my phone? Let me add you back, child. I wonder if you're one of those people that I deleted. <laughs> child, I tell you, I've been deleting people now. Um, so yes, you get, um, you get, um, you won't actually get the messages unless you've actually added us. So yeah, there you go. Okay. So I've added two new people. Um, someone says I have similar issues with phone contacts due to work employees and found a fix. I recommend that each person you add as a contact for your CMR group, place a prefix of CMR or CHT or, um, so you can easily identify that they should never be deleted. Shall I'm one step ahead of you. I'm already doing that because legit, I, uh, really couldn't remember if this person was like in the list. And you know, when it all came to head was in February when all my stuff got deleted all of my WhatsApp. And I was kind of sad about that. And so I had to go back through and put my list back together. And from memory, I was like, oh, is this person in the list? So from then I have been putting a little notation in the company field where it says, you know, what company I just put CMR list so that I know that they have specifically wanted to be on the list. Ms. Morna, you are on the list, girl. I think you're actually on list number one. So that's why you get daily messages from me. Yes. So that's why every day you get the talk show links, you get all the news. So you're already there. You're getting them. And I see it says you're reading them. So you're good. Yeah, every once in a while, we got to go through the laborious process of cleaning up. All right, let's talk politics for a little bit. Miss <laughs> Iva says she'll ban me from her mango tree. Child, let's not get crazy now, Miss Iva. There's no need for such drastic steps. Oh, no. Girl, I love her mango tree. Mm -mm -mm. Her and Lisa Scott. I didn't get any from Miss Lisa this year. I don't know what happened to her tree, but whew, her and Lisa Scott have the most gorgeous. I don't even, when I say gorgeous, I'm not talking about looking at the tree. I'm just saying I love the mangoes that come off the tree. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Wendy, if you want to be added to the list, um, just send me a WhatsApp number and make sure you tell me who you are because a lot of people message and say, hey, um, put me on the list. And I'm just like, who are you? <laughs> I get a lot of messages. So um, yes, just shoot me a quick WhatsApp message. Richie, you're good. I shall add you to the list. Um, I'm surprised that you weren't on the list already, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah. So someone said there's something going on by the A.L. Thompson's roundabout, fire trucks, police, and SVU unit. Can't get a picture. Oh, well, I don't know what to say, but I'm sure we'll get something soon. Um, yes. Okay. All right. Oh, she says her phone was factory restarted. Oh, Lord. So you probably just need to um, maybe add me back, maybe. Oh, I'll double check because I do see since yesterday at 8, the one we sent at 825, Stephanie, that one wasn't delivered, nothing since then. 
Okay. So technically, um, you're not. Uh, oh, okay. We're getting lots of requests to be added to the list. No problem. I'll do those after the show. So let's talk about the parliamentary proceedings yesterday a little bit. Good morning, Miss Eunice. Um, anything important we need to know from PAC? Well, child, yes, y'all should have been listening to the proceedings. Now I know people don't like to read, but watching a video is uh, very, very easy to do. And I always recommend um, that you guys keep up. It's one thing for me to tell you what was said, but it's another thing for you to have your own interpretation and listen for yourself. So I want to talk about this because... <laughs> The Speaker of the House had us all a little bit side-eyed yesterday. We were getting cross-eyed, child, trying to listen to him. And um, he was trying to tell us all to be on our best behavior. Uh, first, he was talking to the parliamentarians and reminding them of the privilege that comes with them being a parliamentarian. You know, they kind of have this absolute privilege, which is so interesting because a lot of them take advantage of this so-called privilege. So they say things in the house, knowing full well it ain't true. Him, Alden McLaughlin. Remember when Mr. the pr uh, previous premier claimed that we don't have a business license to be media or we don't have a license is what he said. I don't know what the heck he meant by license because we obviously have a business license. But we don't have a license to be media and um, this, that, and the next thing. Well, as you can see, he, he was just not being honest. He was telling a lie because we do have a business license, duly incorporated. And a business license. And finally, we've gotten a media pass from GIS now that he's out of office. And it's not that we've done anything differently. It's that this government has been more inclusive. Hmm. You go figure. And there have been other times when people have been attacked um, in Parliament. So, for example, Johan Moxham, there were comments when he was fighting the whole um, port situation. The premier likewise made comments about him that the premier would have to know are completely false. So he actually lied about, you know, the fact that Mr. Moxham had some interest in the little tenders that go out to pick up people off the boats. And um, he'd gotten all kind of money from these people, like just a bag of foolishness. And so members, MPs think that they can say whatever they want, even about private citizens in the legislative assembly, because they have this um, absolute immunity, impunity, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, no one can touch them. No one can say them. And it is true that you can't exactly sue them for what they say inside of, so they have parliamentary privilege. But he was reminding them about parliamentary privilege and what it means but then he started to cross the line a little bit and he started to dictate to the outside world what we can do and what we can't do. Hmm. Okay, Mr. Bush. Let's fast forward through and see if we can find the spot when he was actually saying these ridiculous things. Um, now, freedom of speech comes with responsibility. Why is this not playing? We all know this. Oh, the president of so we are very much aware, Mr. Bush, you do not have to remind us, especially here at CMR, because we've been engaged in lawsuits, although we've not lost any as yet, to know um, what freedom of speech, you know, what the guidelines are. And with every single situation, I must admit that we learn a thing or two. So it started out with the prayer 
Um, it's tradition, I guess, for the current leader to say the prayer. So that's what's happening at this point. And then the speaker, this is the first sitting of the Legislative Assembly. Um, so Ms. Juanita, thank you so much. I see your comment about having your granddaughter's phone. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, uh, I often think of her actually um, because of the tragic way in which she died. And um, the fact that um, she's so young, she was so young. And I always think of her because of that, the nature of her accident, because that's the sort of thing that can happen to anybody. Just the other day, a couple of days ago, I was actually thinking about her because, you know, sometimes I'm just standing by the bathtub and I'm like, oh my gosh, so many, there's so many hazards in life. And sometimes you're not always aware of what those are, but just send me a quick WhatsApp message, Miss Winita, and I'll add you to uh, the WhatsApp group. So yes, honey child, um, Mr. Bush starts talking. And at first we thought, right, he's just reminding them of the rules. Let's get the show on the road. And he goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Any of you have young kids? Are you, do you know the show called Ben and Holly? Um, the little fairy kingdom or whatever. So there's a woman in there called Mrs. Elf. And uh, Mrs. Elf sometimes likes to talk a little bit too much. And when she starts talking a little bit too much, the husband says, um, Mrs. Elf, you're just talking and talking and talking. And he just says that like on and on and on, right? So we kind of have a running joke in my house when I start to talk and everybody's tuning me out. Daddy and my daughter starts going, Mrs. Elf, you're just talking and talking and talking. And I'm just like, okay, that's my cue to just zip it. And just, you know, <laughs> silence, please. So um, here's some of what he had to say. When speaking, because there is parliamentary privilege, mm -hmm. but it is exactly that protection that dictates decency and truth, not speculation. And I repeat that, not speculation or heresy. It should be understood by everyone that ours is still not a sovereign parliament, but still a legislature with powers of representation. If a matter is not addressed in our local standing orders, or our immunities, power, and privileges law, we must turn to the orders of the House of Commons of the United Kingdom and other such established parliaments to ensure conformity of parliamentary rules and control. Parliamentary privilege is the sum of the peculiar rights enjoyed by you as members of this honorable house, without which you could not discharge your functions. That privilege cannot and must not be abused. Members or those outside the house who disregard these rights and immunities are in breach of privileges and can be punished. This applies to the media and any other entity or person. The parliament have the right to punish actions that obstruct or impede the parliament in the performance of its functions and are contemptible offenses against its authority. These include disobedience to legitimate commands and do liable the house, its members or its officers, which include the clerk and the sergeant at arms. 
the protection that absolute privilege gives must not be abused. Some people believe that it is not the duty of the media to publish accurate accounts of the House, but only the accounts that suits them. And we see that a lot of times in this country. No reasonable person would deny that some care must be taken by the media, least it appears that food for gossip is being provided under legitimate guise. It is one thing to report debates of the parliament as a matter of public interest, but it is quite another for the media to carry any irresponsible or scandalous words that may happen to fall from the lips of the members speaking in parliament, whether they are relevant to the matter being debated or not. Doing so helps spread scandals across the islands which are without consideration of the victim. In my opinion, the media should act responsibly in these matters. If a member does abuse his privileges, not for making a real contribution to the question being debated, but as a license to speak irresponsibly about someone, and especially someone who has no standing here and cannot defend themselves, the media should not add to the wrong by casting open the windows of this house and letting the world know about it. Media that regards a man's reputation so lightly as to publicize charges of dishonesty or underhanded behavior of some kind without even the slightest evidence has little to complain about if made to make a substantial payment in redress to the courts. The same principle would apply if the words were recorded and subsequently ordered to be expunged are not available for rebroadcast or as a part of the written official report. It is the practice of the House to not publish scurrilous language used in debate. And even though we have immediate publication, those who are responsible ought to take being responsible and understand that when the chair says a matter is expunged, it is not carried by any media. All right, folks, um, let me just pause this part. You knew I was going to say something else, but I know you know old people listening um, and young people listening too. So uh, allow me to maintain my professionalism while we discuss the ridiculousness of um, these comments, quite frankly. Um, I, I'm not quite sure what Mr. Bush is talking about here, but allow us to examine some of his words that um, have made me pause and wonder what he's talking about. Right, so let me try to understand what Mr. Bush is saying here. He talks about decency and orders of the house. Hmm. He goes on to say that um, conformity of parliamentary rules Accurate accounts of the House and the, the media is sometimes not carrying accurate accounts of the House. And we see that a lot in this country. What? I don't know who he's talking about. Maybe he's talking about some other media house, but he can't be talking about CMR. Because let me be very, very clear. Uh, when we report, and normally it's me and no one else that does it, because um, sometimes, you know, we have other writers, but they don't understand the nuances of what's happening in our legislative procedures and legislative house parliament. 
And so I'm the one who has to listen to it painstakingly. So much so that I, on average, I have to re-listen to a portion, just to even pull out a quote like five times to make sure that I get the quote exactly as it was said. So I'm not, if I'm gonna quote someone in the legislative assembly, I'm certainly not going to misquote them. And there are times when I've grabbed the quote and like one word was missing or, or they said this and not that. Trust me, it's going to be corrected. There are times that what I actually do is I use dictation software to pull verbatim what was actually said. So do you guys know, in keeping with Tech Thursday, that you can, when you go and re-listen to a YouTube video, it actually gives you the option to um, turn on what's the equivalent of like the, uh, the closed caption, right? So I think if you go in settings, there's somewhere in there that you can actually turn that on and so it'll show up. Sometimes that's not even enough. I will actually have separate software pulling verbatim exactly what's said. Now, no artificial intelligence is perfect. So even after that, if I pull out the quote, I still have to listen to it with my own two ears and make sure that the dictation software actually got what they said, especially where there came an accent, because you know, the dictation software not gonna know anything like um, Bobo and TD and this kind of thing. That would hear something else, okay? So what he says in a nutshell here is that if in the Legislative Assembly something is said, uh, you know, sometimes they get heated in their debates, right? And they may say something about another member or whatever that we shouldn't report on those comments because that's only adding fuel to the fire essentially and spreading um, what was said. And I'm like, I don't get it. The Hansards, would the Hansards not be reflecting a accurate and complete record of every single word that was said in the Legislative Assembly. So as long as we're being accurate about what our MPs are saying, according to Mr. Bush, we can be held accountable, listen very clearly, they can't be held accountable because they have parliamentary privilege. But we, the media and outside sources, can be held accountable because we don't have parliamentary privilege and we're simply reporting on what they said. So we should just leave those things alone. Hmm, I'm sure y'all want us to leave you alone. You don't want that extra eye. Where's my little magnifying glass? I don't want a magnifying glass around here. Right now, this is a time to pull that out because we need to shine a really big light on these comments. And I'm sure other media houses will pick up on this story and run this as a story, but it is a bit ridiculous, quite frankly, what Mr. Bush is saying if you listen intently to what he is saying. So the media and outside persons can't talk about it because, oh, you know, uh, the comments made in the LA made certain people look bad, but you guys actually said it in the legislative assembly. But you have complete immunity. You can't be sued. Nobody can't touch you. But if someone reports on the parliamentary proceedings and what was said, then that person is subject to a lawsuit. Eh. I'm not so sure about that. That would be that would be a very interesting legal challenge in my opinion. Is that not the equivalent of me reporting accurately what transpired in a courthouse? Like say in a judgment, 
Um, a judge said, this person is a thief and they're this, and I, I don't believe them. I think they're a liar. And you report that, then that person can try to sue you, but can't sue the judge. What are you saying? That don't make no sense. John Henry agrees. He says, this is BS. I'm calling it BS two times two BS to the second power. And then he goes on. I had to make some notes, honey child, because he goes on to then say irresponsible or scandalous words falling from the mouths of the house and that the media can help spread this scandal, that we must act responsibly, responsibly in these matters because we are casting open the windows of this house. Isn't that the point? Are we not supposed to be casting open the windows? It is the Legislative Assembly. Y'all have to remember that especially now with it being recorded and available live, that the people of this country have a right to listen. They should, you all should be listening. And um, as long as we are accurate in the reporting, I don't really see what the issue is. The other thing that he makes a note of, um, who is this from the UK calling me? Um, oh gosh, I just forgot what he was going to say. Something else he was saying just now that had me thinking, hold on, let's go back to Mr. Bush. Let me just see what he was going on and on about. Let me back it up a little bit. Abused. Members or those outside the house who disregard these rights and immunities are in breach of privileges and can be punished. This applies to the media and any other entity or person. The parliament have the right to punish actions that obstruct or impede the parliament in the performance of its functions and are contemptible offenses against its authority. So the media and other people talking the truth and speaking the truth impedes parliament from doing their job? Y'all need to explain this one to me because I don't quite understand it. These include disobedience to legitimate commands and do liable the house, hmm. its members or its officers, which include... So how can it be liable if it's true? If you report that Mr. Bush said... XYZ, you got the quote, you got 99% of it actually. How can that be libelous? You know the one absolute defense to libel, defamation, slander is actually the truth? A person can't sue you for the truth. So what's he talking about? Anyway, child. To the clerk and the sergeant at arms the protection that absolute privilege gives must not be abused. Some people believe that it is not the duty of the media to publish accurate accounts of the house. But Which people would that be, dear sir? I cannot recall of any media house in Cayman, no matter how you know, much I want to scrutinize others, that have not published accurate accounts of the house. Now... If they view um, a proceeding and they pick out a particular story out of it and they decide to use a particular title to draw people in to read it or whatever, that's their business. But you go and you read the body of the text and if that is accurate, then what is the problem? I'm not aware of this even being an issue. Why Mr. Bush spent so much time on this? Um, Sue says, can't stand to listen to him. Um, why he spent so much time on this, in my opinion, was just really bizarre. 
And I was like, what, what was he talking about? And the whole time I'm sitting here thinking to myself, because I was listening to this part live, I was thinking, Pat government, when are we getting the code of conduct? That's the only question I have. I'm not throwing any dispersions on any members of the house because we want them all to be held accountable. So when will I be seeing this code of conduct implemented? Hmm. That should be the talk of the day. Only the accounts that suits them. And we see that mm-hmm. a lot of times in this country. Mm-hmm. No reasonable person would deny that some care must be taken by the media. Least it appears that food for gossip is being provided on the legitimate guise. It is one thing to report debates of the parliament as a matter of public interest, but it is quite another for the media to carry any irresponsible or scandalous words that may happen to fall from the lips of the members speaking in parliament. So you all are going to be irresponsible and scandalous in the legislative assembly, but the media can't report on that and we can't talk about it. This is a democracy. In those days, if that was happening, are long gone. Every single proceeding, folks, is televised. We may not carry them all. So we carried the one yesterday because that was the first official sitting since the PAC government has come in. If there are times when we know that they're going to be discussing something of um, public interest, we will carry the feed. But GIS has them all up if you care to listen every single day. If y'all being scandalous and careless in the Legislative Assembly, we're all going to see it. And you know what is even better, Mr. Bush? The media doesn't actually have to say anything about it. What we will do, and we've done this before, is we just take a clip of what was said that is now recorded for public record on the GIS feed, and we will stick that in a story and send that out to thousands of people to watch and read for themselves. And they can make their own conclusions and their own dispersions about what y'all going on with in the house. How about you just be professional in the Legislative Assembly? Then we wouldn't be talking about your scandalous behavior. Eh, There's an earth shattering idea. Let's continue listening whether they are relevant to the matter being debated or not. Doing so helps spread scandals across the islands which are without consideration of the victim. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. the media should act responsibly in these matters. If a member does abuse his privileges, not for making a real contribution to the question being debated, Mm -hmm. but as a license to speak irresponsibly about someone, and especially someone who has no standing here and cannot defend themselves, the media should not add to the wrong by casting open the windows of this house and letting the world know about it. Really? Media that regards a man's reputation. Really? Casting open the windows of the house and letting the world know about it. That's exactly what we can do. All of y'all are under magnifying glass. We elect you. Let me, let me do some casting of windows since we're on that topic. And then he's going to say something else here that I think we need to dissect a little bit further, right? Casting of the windows made me think yesterday, where are the other members of the opposition? Now, this video angle, we can clearly see two. But I know behind them, Alden McLaughlin was missing. 
Where was he? What was so important that he couldn't show up yesterday morning? We are paying Alden probably 9,000 plus because he gave himself a pay raise, right? And it seems like he doesn't even want to show up anymore. Can we start getting some deductions? Every time you miss a legislative assembly meeting, you get deducted some money. Attendance should be the bare minimum. That should be a requirement. Oh, but hold on now. He's going to be all about keeping the government in line and holding them accountable. How are you going to hold them accountable when you do not even show up? I mean, I'm just wondering. You're going to go off of here, say what your colleague said was discussed, and oh, let's just attack this, that, and whatever about the PAC government and what they said in the LA. No, Mr. McLaughlin, with all due respect, we expect you to show up to the job. You shouldn't be paid if you didn't. If I worked for someone and I didn't show up, I'm not going to get paid. We need to start having some higher standards. Where was John John? Now, I heard they it came way later in the day. Must have been when they're about to say amen and close off. We need to do better. No, we expect better. But let's continue listening to this foolishness. Elizabeth says that he was directing those words to CMR and he's scared of you, Sandy. Expose them all. Well, child, you know, um, it's not that it's falling on deaf ears because I'm obviously listening very intently. And that's why we're dissecting it here this morning because this is a question of free speech. Someone just made a very interesting comment on WhatsApp. They said, good morning. Um, oh, that's another question. Uh... Uh, if GIS broadcasts the meeting, is GIS liable for such publication as well? Mm -hmm. But you know what it is. He knows that um, when GIS is broadcasting it, very few people are paying attention and very few people are listening. When we carry it, the video is guaranteed to get thousands of views. And then on top of that, if we pull out a snippet, because the chances of you sitting down and watching three hours and 51 minutes of them talking is slim to none. But if we pull out a two minute snippet of something of interest that was said and share that with you in a story, then that could get thousands of views and people are gonna be talking about it. So he knows that the reach of CMR is a different thing and that we have the ability to have you focus in and hone in on something specific that was said, just like we're examining his little diatribe from yesterday. And so that is where the problem lies, not just in publication. Well, child. Mr. Bush, your comments are duly noted, but there was very little that you said that has any real impact on us because we are cautious about being precise. Al shares dictatorship rules. Marshall says Mr. Bush is just trying to shut the media up about his ridiculous and scandalous behavior, that's all. John says, are we stifling free speech here? Mm-hmm. Pat government, anything really good happening for Caymanians who really need help? Health insurance is scandalous, helping people to find an apartment or house they can afford. And thank you. Um, oh, yes. No, they were not all present. I was just talking about that. Alden was definitely missing. Um, John John was missing. Was Barbara there? 
Anybody listening who saw the rest of the backbench? Why wasn't someone else mentioned yesterday? Um, why wasn't attendance taken? I didn't hear a roll call. Do they not take attendance at the beginning or only when they're voting on something? And the camera, here's a little feedback for GIS. The camera needs to pan every once in a while so we can actually see who's in attendance. Well, we know Alvin wasn't there. We know John John wasn't there. Where's Barbara? Where is um, David? I think they're the ones who sit next to Mr. Hugh. They're missing. Who else is on the on the opposition side? Who else do they have? Barbara, Joey, Mr. McTaggart, Alden, and Joke Joke. Oh, John John. Um, I think that's it for them. So two out of five people? Y'all slack. Uh, good morning, Anna. Thank you. Alan says that he just PM'd me a message. Okay. Yes, child. Not impressive. Sounds like he's promote, promoting censorship. He's speaking on this because of his recent actions being brought to light and put out there for people to see government is a hot mess. Um, yeah, they're definitely a hot mess. Does the British Parliament have these rules really disturbing? I don't know anything about that, child, because believe me, you, um, it is commonplace for... Um, so someone said that they were there in the afternoon. So they couldn't show up in the morning? No, sir. So um, it is commonplace for reporting on what happens in the legislative assembly. And people give their opinion on what is being read and what is being said. Chow, yes, they're still up in their feelings. You got that right, Gabby. Where is Moses? He's probably flying in from the BRAC. ...so lightly as to publicize charges of dishonesty or underhanded behavior of some kind without even the slightest evidence has little to complain about if made to make a substantial payment and redress to the courts. The same principle would apply if the words were recorded and subsequently ordered to be expunged and not available for rebroadcast or as a part of the written official report. It is the practice of the House to not publish scurrilous language used in debate. And even though we have immediate publication, those who are responsible ought to take being responsible and understand that when the chair says a matter is expunged, it is not carried by any media. I don't, I don't even know what he's talking about. When has this ever happened? When has he expunged something? Now, the chair, meaning him. Now, now y'all noticed over in the little sidebar, um, all of a sudden the premier had something to say. Ooh, I would have loved to have been a little fly on their mic. Um, that's when you need a hot mic moment so you can actually hear what's being said, right? Um, him and Mr. Saunders and Kenneth all kind of huddled in. Come hear what they were saying. Now they're like, oh, Mr. Bush, try and wrap this up. You're just digging a bigger hole for yourself. So because the chair says something, all of a sudden it's it's expunged. You know, we must stop talking about it. Do you guys remember? This made me think about a situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking for this while I allow you to continue to listen to what he says because it's very interesting what he says next. Listen. Honorable members must observe standing orders, particularly. Rules of debate, 
as found on page 24 of our standing orders at the beginning of section 32, ending at section 39 on page 27. Must ask you to pay very close attention to the enforcement orders, beginning at section 40 on page 27 and ending at section 41, subsection 14 on page 29, which I will take the time to read so one and all understand what enforcement under these orders mean. Sub section 40 says, and I quote, the presiding officer is responsible for the observance of the rules of the order of the house and in the committees of the whole house respectively and his decision upon any point of order shall not be open to appeal and shall not be reviewed by the house save upon a substantive motion made after notice. Section 401 which says the presiding officer after having called the attention of the house or of a committee to the conduct of a member who persists in irrelevance or tedious repetition, either of his own arguments or of the arguments used by the other members, may direct the member to discontinue his speech and to resume his seat. The presiding officer shall order any member whose conduct is grossly disorderly to withdraw immediately from the house during the remainder of the day's sitting and may direct such steps to be taken as are necessary. All right, let's just stop him right there. Blah, 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 and more blah. Listen to this, right? I was reminded as he was speaking about this, another situation which maybe Mr. Bush is having a flashback about that certainly came to my mind. Do you guys remember? Here you know. Do you remember this situation? McKeever Bush, Miller should not go to the airwaves about contentious PAC report. So this was a report that they were trying to table in the legislative assembly. And then Mr. Bush um, got up and made some comments about how Mr. Miller had gone to the local media now, keep in mind that uh, Mr. Miller is obviously, he was a member of the Legislative Assembly at the time. He was the representative for Northside. And he had gone to the media talking about the fact that Makiva um, Bush, who was Speaker of the House last time as well, was refusing to table an off-reg report. Let me enlarge this so y'all can see it. And his refusal to table this off-reg report, it was alleged, goes against all parliamentary practices. So much so, now y'all pay attention, don't fall asleep on the show. So much so that Mr. Miller went as far as getting legal advice from the Attorney General. Mm -hmm. And the Attorney General then said that the actions that were taken by Mr. Bush were not in keeping with the rules of the house. Essentially, that what he was doing was procedurally incorrect and wrong, and that he does not have a right to prevent a report from being tabled. 
So he said he can't allow this report to be tabled without him first reviewing it and reading it because in the report, it talks about the off-reg chair who is a former parliamentarian and it is his responsibility to vet the report and to protect the former parliamentarian's reputation. So that is why Mr. Bush did not want to accept the report. Now y'all need to wake up folks. I ain't got no problems with Mr. McKeever Bush. I think he has done a lot for this country, but I also understand that he is a person who doesn't like to follow the rules. Hmm? And this is an example of that. And when he doesn't like to follow the rules, he is then going to come up with his own set of rules. And in this case, the attorney general said this can't be done. So he delayed the tabling of the offering report. That's a little hyperlink there, folks. So you click on it. Bush ignores standing orders and refuses to accept off-reg report. The attorney general says speaker has no legal standing to do so. And what was done? Absolutely nothing. This is why y'all need to pay attention and open the windows, fling open the windows of the legislative assembly. Because if we continue to elect people who don't care about the rules, even in the legislative assembly, oh, except when it's convenient for them to remind us of the rules, then what's the point? Where's the law and order? Where's the respect for parliamentarians? And yes, I'm sorry, Mr. Bush, this ain't the Cayman Compass. We're going to question your every move. And it's not because we don't like you. It has nothing to do with that. It's about maintaining minimum standards for elected officials. All of them. Hmm? Hear what Mr. Bush said at the time. And trust me, it took me a long time to pull out this quote. I told you I have to listen to these things about 50 million times. And this was his direct quote. You can't just come because you're a committee. This was uh, to the Public Accounts Committee. So as you recall, um, as Miller was a chair, the now deputy premier, Mr. Chris Saunders, was his deputy chair. And he says, Mr. Bush says, you can't just come just because you're a committee and think you can lay a report that goes out publicly that has all matters connected to it and all sorts of things said in it without the speaker having a chance to examine the report. And wherever you see, um, we didn't put like having a chance, that's because he didn't say the word A. Because we list, I wrote this particular story and I listened over and over and over again. So if he didn't say the word A, I wasn't even gonna put that in because he not come to me talking about I got the quote wrong. Without the speaker having chance to examine the report. And so when the report is laid to the speaker, uh, makes that announcement so ordered, if I don't give that, then it's not ordered to be laid on the table. Now, I spoke to Mr. Um, uh, Ezra Miller at the time, and Mr. Miller was like, <laughs> he's confused. There is absolutely no power in the constitution or otherwise under which the legislative, the speaker of the legislative assembly at the time, now speaker of parliament, can unilaterally decide to stop a public's accounts report. And so this is not in keeping with the procedures that should be followed. 
apparently this was the first time this had ever happened, that a speaker was refusing to accept papers that had gone through the correct procedure to be tabled. In fact, there's no legal authority in the Cayman Islands, the UK, or anywhere else in the Commonwealth. Oh, no wonder you don't want us to pay attention to what's going on in the LA. Don't fling open the windows, he says, but we can fling open the windows, the doors, everything. We're gonna pay attention. So the business committee, which is chaired or was chaired at the time by Premier Alden McLaughlin and consists of six other members of the Legislative Assembly, they set the agenda and the order paper for the LA and it has to be approved for it to be tabled. The Premier is also responsible for off right. So all of this was done. The premier would have known that this report was going to be tabled because he sets the agenda as part of the business committee. The public accounts committee is a standing committee that's actually enshrined in the constitution pursuant to section 87. And the Auditor General, also enshrined in the Constitution, both agreed that the reports should be tabled in the Legislative Assembly. So how is it that the Speaker can make this unilateral decision to not table it? Hmm. At the time, the Speaker said the report the member um, speaks of has matters connected to it and has um, Hansards connected to it that I have not been able to read and verify as I was given to it yesterday morning and therefore I could not allow the report to be laid as it stands. I will make a determination of when the report is to be laid. This is ultra virus folks going outside of his powers. The Speaker of the House isn't supposed to do something like this. Ironically, nobody else reported this at the time. The people, I don't know how much y'all were paying attention. So Miller in the Legislative Assembly, it says here, then questioned what standing order authorized the Speaker of the House to refuse a report of the standing committee of the House to be tabled. The Speaker doubled down and said the Speaker has to verify the report before it can be laid. You see that little paragraph right there. I thought about this when he was making his comments yesterday. And I said, I bet you anything now that this is what Mr. Bush is going on and on about. He don't want us reporting on stuff like this. There weren't any disparaging remarks made about him. All, all, all Mr. Um, what's his name? Um, Miller was asking, at the time in the Legislative Assembly was what, what legal authorization do you have? Because if you don't have any legal authorization, then how can you make this decision? Well, he said that he has to verify the report. No one has ever heard of this verification process being necessary before.
All right. Well, you can believe that um, this story goes on and talks about other things, but you can believe that Mr. Ezra Miller, who is Anne Rice rightfully pointed out, was very, very knowledgeable as it relates to parliamentary procedure. He reached out to the attorney general's office and received this memo, which was copied to the honorable speaker of the legislative assembly, which would mean Mr. Bush and the clerk of the LA from the attorney general dated the 5th of November, 2020 unilateral decision of the speaker on public account committee report and the auditor general's report and off because he was trying to table um, the auditor general's report, which I think had already been tabled uh, was part of what the PAC committee had looked at in determining certain things within their own report. So he says, we refer to your memorandum of October the 30th, read the above and please see attached advice prepared by the chambers. In essence, we're unable to find any provision in the constitution or the legislative assembly standing orders, which require the honorable house to verify the information contained in the PAC report prior to its tabling in the legislative assembly in circumstances where the business committee has decided that the report should be placed on the order paper for a particular day. Folks, what you have happening here, and that's signed by Mr. Samuel Bulgin, who is the attorney general of this country. So this is what I'm telling you here, is you have people such as a speaker in the legislative assembly taking to such actions when he has no legal remit to do so. CMR exposed him then, and I don't care which government you are a part of, PAC, backpack, no pack, Alden, and then the cheese fries, it doesn't matter. We will be examining all of you. And if you're doing something that goes against the rules, well, we're going to report on that too. To enforce that order. If mm. the direction to withdraw on the paragraph two is not complied with at once, or if on any occasion the presiding officer thinks that his powers under that paragraph are inadequate, he may name such member or members in the manner provided by paragraph four or five. If a member shows disregard for the authority of the chair or abuses the rules of the house persistently mm. and willfully obstructing its business or otherwise, the presiding officer shall direct the attention of the house to the incident, mentioning by name the member concerned. Anyway, child, let's just stop it there. What I would like to say is um, to the current PAC government, please, we are waiting on this um, code of conduct because it's all fine to talk about rules and how everybody else must follow the rules and accountability and what will happen if you break the rules and we're going to mention you, we're going to sanction you, we're going to do this and that. We really do look forward to this code of conduct. And it will not, nothing is going to stop the media from doing their job. And part of the media's job is to keep an eye on our legislators, what they do inside the house and outside the house, and to report as accurately as we can. No, we don't get it right 100% of the time. But at this stage, we're about 99% accurate. 
And uh, if you don't want to be scrutinized, uh, here, here's what I think you could do. If you don't want to be scrutinized, find a new profession, retire, sit in your hammock all day and relax. So you're no longer a public officer. You're no longer representative of the people and we probably don't really care what you're doing in your free time. Or shape up, you know, do better. Because <laughs> then what will be people be scrutinizing? Good behavior? Someone following parliamentary procedures? Woohoo! That would be great. Ralston says, good morning, Miss Sandra, and to all viewers. Sounds like you're dealing with the hot, the hot mess very well. <laughs> God blessings and guidance to you, child. It's always a hot mess. That's why we always got to have our tea handy. Charlene says, exactly why I made comments yesterday is I did read his statement about his behavior. Go back and see. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, Miss Ann says, Mr. Miller is an expert on procedure. If you challenge him, it's for another purpose. He does know his procedure. Flinging all wide open. We're not going to sleep. Thank you very much. Good morning, Tyrone. Uh, Miss Sue says it's always about himself. Always. Oh, poor him. Hi, John. Mm -mm -mm. What a mess. Some days it's a mess. And then other days, I must tell you, it is a hot mess. Extra hot mess. Anyway, I don't know what to tell Mr. Bush except um, you know, we heard you loud and clear, but um, we were taking that with not just a green assault, but with the whole the whole bucket assault. Okay. Just wanted to bring you guys up to date on that, just in case you missed it. Miss Wanda says this is what happens when you have unqualified and or unscrupulous people in such positions. <laughs> anyway. Ay, ay, ay. So um, I'm working on a little story this morning. You know, the UK looks like they've lost all their good senses over this whole uh, situation with um, the football thing that's been going on, right? So there was a coach who was, I think he was suspended or fired or something for um, harassing, I guess it's kids. What is wrong with you people in the UK? So now this has become a race issue. I, I mean, I cannot even believe it. You lose a stupid football game. Now I know I'm calling it stupid and some of y'all really serious about football, but it's just a match. It's just a game. What's the big deal? Yes, you've not won in 55 years, but now they're trying to blow this particular one up because, oh, it was black guys who missed the, the penalty kick. Really? I'm surprised y'all even got any black people on your squad. But anyway. Are you guys for real right now? You're making the UK look absolutely ridiculous. It's reminding us how prejudiced a lot of you actually are. 
And given that we have a large degree or large number of people from the UK here, it does make me pause, I must tell you. It does not give me any comfort. So, of course, the guy is already upset that he lost the penalty kick. But y'all just adding fuel to the fire. So a children's football coach was arrested for allegedly tweeting racist abuse towards England star Marcus Rashford. Nick Scott, who's 50 and he teaches children's football, is accused of tweeting that the Manchester-born forward should get to your own country. The message was posted following England's Euro 2020 final defeat to, to um, Italy at Wembley on Sunday night. He claims that he didn't post it, that his account was hacked. Yeah, right, Nick. So Bukayo Saka, Marcus Rashford, and Jaden Sancho have faced attacks since missing their penalty kicks for England on Sunday. Twitter has banned more than a thousand posts following abusive messages aimed at Black England stars. Even the Duke of Cambridge, Prince William, who is also the president of the Football Association, shared an official statement denouncing the attacks on Monday. What? My God. Their official statement on their social media account said, I'm sickened by the racist abuse aimed at England players after last night's match. It is totally unacceptable that players um, have to endure this abhorrent behavior. It must stop now and all those involved shall be held accountable. Well, that's really great, I think, for the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge to make those comments. Although, um, it's interesting in light of some of the comments that his own brother has made about the royal family, probably not being entirely progressive within their own family. But you know how that works, right? So a lot of us are not prejudiced, you know, until somebody comes knocking at your front door and they want to date your daughter or son and they're from that other culture, that other race, and then all of a sudden you're like, hmm. Um, I'm not prejudiced, but I don't want you to date my daughter because you're black. Or I don't want you to date my daughter because you're white, whatever. So, um, seven of England's starting 11 players, so seven out of 11, had a parent or grandparent born overseas. This is according to the UK's Migration Museum. The parents of Saka, who's 19, are from Nigeria. And those of Sancho, who's 21, are from Trinidad and Tobago. And Rashford, 23, has grandparents from St. Kitts. So look at that. They get some Caribbean connections. It's disgusting um, what's happening in the UK. Y'all need to get it together. Really? I thought the UK had come so much further than that, but evidently not. We've shown you guys some of the videos. And... Um, I have some other video footage here that is just really quite disturbing and I'm, I'm disappointed. I've never been to the UK and quite frankly, after seeing this, now I'm questioning whether or not I even want to go. Y'all need to stop the shenanigans. It's disgusting. Disappointing. And I hope you all get it together.
So there was another video. Remember we shared this video, this local video of a guy body slamming someone who's trying to pull a flag out of a window. Do you guys remember that one? We got a little bit of extra tea on that situation. Let me play it again for you in case you missed it. Because I think some of y'all may have missed it. Let me see here now. So this is a case of where not everything that appears to be one thing is, is that way. Um, have a look at this. Drama on a God Holy Sunday in the Cayman Islands. Bowell. So, um, One of the interesting things that we discovered about this particular video, um, someone messaged us and they wanted to put some context to it. And they said that I'd like to spread some light on this event. This happened outside of Fidel Murphy's. So the silver vehicle in which there's a passenger sitting in the front seat, the passenger is a 15-year-old child. And she happens to be holding an Italian flag because that's the team that they were rooting for. At a certain point, a male approaches the car and gets into a violent tussle, pulling the flag through the window. Then a young man in blue charges at the male pulling the flag. The young man in blue is the brother of the girl who was the passenger in the vehicle. As it turns out, he wasn't defending the flag. He was actually trying to defend his sister. Because the 17-year-old boy has been systematically harassing the 15-year-old girl for over a year. So much so that she's moving schools. And she has attempted to block him in any way possible. And he has now taken to threatening her brothers. And apparently people feel like nothing is being done because his people, his um, parents are lawyers. Wow. I want to know what kind of lawyers y'all are because you're use, you're raising a, a hooligan son who's probably going to end up being a criminal if you don't stop his behavior. So stalking is an offense. Please talk to your son. Make him stop. So this certainly puts this video in a whole new light, doesn't it? What a mess. I tell you, no, sir. Mm-mm-mm. What, what a crying shame. <sighs> Folks, get it together. For the sake of your own children, get it together. Um, Al says people with inferior mentality will always show their true colors. Who's still shocked by those people's behavior? I just uh, disappointed. Uh, Elizabeth says it was a coach's mistake. You don't put three young men that was sitting through 120 minutes of the game into a game just to take penalties. That's a no-no. Maybe he was thinking, oh, they're well rested. I don't know. Listen, I told y'all I don't I don't really watch um, football. And, um, you know, to me, it's just a game. 
But obviously to some people, they act like it's life or death. You all need to get it together. Um, Ralston says when people are racist, it only shows how much they're not in touch with real life. They're living, they're not living at all. They are dom dormant. Very disgusting. Anywho, there you have it, folks. Odell says, um, ooh, South Sound and Snug Harbor problems. Laughing out loud. You see the movies don't lie. Rich people-ish. Well, that young man, when he was body slammed, he could have been seriously hurt. But if he's stalking people's children, you know, he needs to stop it. Because one of her brothers might really beat you up. I'm just saying. But, you know, they tell you don't do that to go to the authorities. Uh, oh, my gosh. The stories that are coming out of the UK, someone just shared this one. This headline says jackass. Oh, hold on a second now. Y'all be going on, you proper English folks, are complaining when I use the word jackass. And look, your own publications are using it too. This is so funny. Mm-hmm. See what they call y'all the jackass? Because when you're a jackass, what else can you call people? See it in green. They put it green and bold. What does YOB stand for? Is that an acronym for something? Put flare up his bum, drank 20 ciders, snorted Coke, and then stormed Wembley for England versus Italy's final. What? This dude? This old man did all that? Oh, hold on. Why is this so annoying? Get away, commercials. Contain scenes from viewers. Some viewers may find distressing. What? Him. He did all that? Oh, he's snorting cocaine right there. <gasps> In front of all these people? Well, is he going to get arrested? What, what, what the? Oh, my gosh. Wow. He's bold. Does he get arrested for that? I mean, I'm just wondering, since y'all believe in law and order and all that good stuff. Mm-mm-mm. No, sir. Ah, uh, uh, uh. Anyway, y'all, um, that's all I got for you today. I'm going to continue cleaning up. I'm going to spend at least another 10 minutes uh, cleaning up my list because I know I can't get all the way down to the end of the alphabet. So I'll do another couple letters. And then um, uh, then I got to get on the grind. I got some, some business meetings for the afternoon. Works is closed, as we informed you. Um, someone said they just had a laugh at, at that story. Um, some, it just got put up because um, apparently... <laughs> Worst closes after sewage overflow. So somebody said, does that mean that they're full of, you know what? And I'm like, um, um, I, I will have nothing to say in the matter. Not a word. Not a word. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anywho.
Um, yes, good folks. I don't know what to say, but it is a little bit funny. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Sewage. Hot mess. Hopefully they get it fixed. I need to... Um, to go and actually get my daughter's passport stamped. So I was kind of hoping they were gonna be open. Because uh, I had to get her acknowledged as a Caymanian. Y'all know the process. You gotta get, you gotta sign an affidavit. Needed to show my birth certificate because I'm born pre whatever change that was in the 1980s of the law. I only had to do that. So I didn't have to trace back another generation. Because if you're born after that, you have to go back to your grandparents and show this Caymanian lineage and blah, blah, blah. So um, I, um, let me just send this to Renee. I actually, um, had to do all that because now that she's getting ready to go to big school, they need to apparently know if she's Caymanian or not. I'm not sure why, because I'm of the opinion that if you're not a Caymanian, you are more likely to um, get in than otherwise, especially for private schools. I have a theory and I am working through this theory that if you're on a waiting list for some schools, uh, you've been on the waiting list for years and they tell you, oh gosh, you waited so long. So apparently you're supposed to get on the waiting list the second you're pregnant with your child before they even legally became a person. But yet I see a plane full of people coming here all the time who get into these same institutions. So I'm wondering, how does this waiting list work? Do you get priority because you're coming from overseas and because you're an expat? I'm just asking a very fair question here. I'm just wondering. We're going to be touring a few schools and we're going to apply in a couple of different locations. I have heard that some of these law firms, Maples and, and Walkers, they have seats reserved at these private institutions. And I think, how do you have a seat reserved at a private school? How does that work exactly? You have it reserved because every month you're paying for a child that isn't here yet in anticipation of the fact that you will be using uh, that spot, the next work permit you get approved, how do you have a seat reserved? I would love to know. I am in favor of the desegregation of government schools. And I think government schools need to be having a very closer eye of what is happening in terms of the private institutions and their acceptance and entry policies. Because it seems very arbitrary. I have seen situations where people had their children on a waiting list. They started to complain on social media. But the same thing I'm telling you, how all these people come in after they've been on the waiting list. And all of a sudden, once that complaint went up, they got a phone call that, oh, your child's been accepted. Come again? Is that not a little bit obvious? Just be fair, folks. Whatever the criteria is, be fair about it. But as Al says, it's all about the power of the money, child. 
So someone says work is, isn't closed anymore. Did they fix the sewage issue already? Well, hold on. Let me check my emails to see if government has sent us anything. Um, We've got the Grand Court list. Oh, we haven't gone over a list in a little while. Um, National Conservation Council is having a meeting. Y'all make sure you pay attention to that. That's coming up next Wednesday. Miami Herald News. Uh, Cubans are continuing to protest. Um, who does this person call me from the UK? I don't know who this person is. I don't see any news update yet to say that um, Works is open. So if they're open, they have notified the media. They said that they would, so I don't know. Eh, we'll see. Mm -hmm. They haven't told us they're open yet, so I don't know what to tell you. But yes, I need to go get my daughter's passport stamped and pick up my acknowledgement letter. Yes. All right, that's all I've got for you, good folks. Um, Johan says, Gigi's a Caymanian. Um, Sandra is a true y'all love man from Jam because it's sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> is it true? Lord have mercy. Don't be getting it twisted now. I was talking about those particular individuals who have been married like five, six times to Jamaican man. But yes, it's it might be sweet. I'm not going to divulge such personal information on the airwaves. Because then y'all going to be trying to get people husbands. Go get one of your own. Morna says work permit holders get first preference for private schools because the children cannot go to government schools. Um, so there's a separate list then for them is what you're telling me. Okay. Um, I think we need to, to, I don't know whose idea. To, there's two things I wish that education would do. Get rid of the segregation in our schools. I don't think it has served us well. It hasn't served anybody well. And the second thing is do away with this combining of middle and high schools. 12-year-olds should not be in school with 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds and all these big hard seed men and women. It just doesn't make any sense. What, what year does middle school start? Is it nine or 10 or 11? That's too young. There's a lot that happens between that age and high school. And I do not think that they should be in the same school. Elizabeth says best primary schools are the government schools, speaking from experience as a parent, just get involved and keep on top of what's going on at all times. <laughs> Al says desegregation means nothing as the system will be run by the same people. Mm -mm -mm. Odette, Johan showing his respect for Marlon. I'll pass on the message. Uh, Larry, thank you. All right, good folks. It's straight up 930. You guys have a wonderful day. Loretta is in agreement about some changes needed in education. Big shout out to your friends over at Milka Brokers. Refresh, give them a call to get your power washing quotation, get your power washing done. Be safe. 
And we will do our best in the words of the Speaker of the House to make sure that any reporting on the Legislative Assembly will be accurate. We will report it all though. We're not gonna leave out bits and pieces just because you don't like it. Until tomorrow, you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 